If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Thanks to Audible for supporting The Instance. Get started today with a 30-day trial when you go to audible.com slash wow or text wow to 500-500. The World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is The Instance. everybody and welcome back to the instance this is the instance episode 553 for march 22nd 2019 i happen to be scott johnson that happens to be garrett weinzer hello good morning morning scott happy friday i left out the erpel did you notice that the erpel yeah you just called me by my actual name your actual german heritage nazi name just kidding it's not nazi at all it's a it's a friendly (laughs) uh german name it is german right Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. yes. My great grandfather fought in World War One against the Germans. I'll have you know. Oh, against the Germans! Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Although right. that wasn't a wine zero. That was my mom's side of the family. I don't actually know what happened on my dad's side of the family. Doesn't matter. Like, they, the, the, you, you mix the blood, and now you're here, and that's all that matters. <laughs> I'll stop now yep. before I'm in trouble. Uh, yep. Welcome Let's back just to leave it at that. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's uh, time for another instance episode. And if I didn't say it before, I thought I did, but I guess it was pre-show. Uh, Patrick Beja was going to be here. And then he said, oh, shoot, I forgot there was a time change. And I went, oh, yeah, that's true. Europe does it after we do it. And it's usually like a week or something later. I don't understand that at all. Like, why can't we at least if we're going to do this dumb six month dance, can't we at least synchronize with our friends overseas? It doesn't make any sense to me why they wait another week and we are done already or why we do it a week early whoever's at fault i don't care just freaking fix that uh but anyway he's uh, gonna try to pop in he's just with the baby right now um and as you know patrick can only lactate for a certain amount of time and uh you got to take advantage <laughs> of it it's an important window i'm just saying you know the kid's got to eat uh-huh. patrick's producing milk i get it i've been a parent i understand <laughs> chat room's like ooh. Anyway, yeah, that's that 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 went to a weird place. Thank yeah. you for that. Could you I milk, appreciate it. Could you milk me, Brad? What's that from? That's from some movie. <laughs> it's from uh, Meet the Parents. Oh yeah, Meet the Parents. All right, excellent. Uh, hey, the only memorable line from that entire movie, probably. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> so we're gonna just do our duty and go for it. He uh, has been added to the call and may pop in uh, at any moment, so uh, we'll look forward to that. Now, before we get going, a couple things to announce and to mention. I'm very excited about this. So the instance has been around for a long time. We started in January of 2006, and uh, that was when we were still in the thick of vanilla. And uh, all these years later, here we are, still going, still still going strong. And uh, all the ups and downs that, that WoW can have and Blizzard may have, the show remains. And uh, very proud of that fact. Well, one of the problems with being such an old show is that this happened, the show actually happened before, like, like right as podcasting was even recognized as a thing by Apple. Uh, so that version of iTunes had just kicked in that supported RSS feeds. 
So it's so far back. There were no such things as Patreon or Kickstarter or any of that stuff, right? It was just, I'm making this thing. Who knows if it'll do anything? Let's see how it goes. Sort of days. Maybe we'll maybe we'll sell an ad for five dollars. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that'll happen. Did some cool stuff with doghouse systems. Offset a third of our server costs. <laughs> right. Those are the heady early days. Well, the problem is you go all this far in, and you start to realize, well, wait, we probably ought to, you know, we ought to probably ought to get on the stick and figure out a way to monetize it a little bit so that we can cover costs. And so we figured out a way to do it without another Patreon, without another Kickstarter, without going one of those directions like everybody does every five minutes. Instead, here's what we're introducing today. The Instance Loot Subscription. And it's pretty simple and straightforward. It's kind of like Patreon, but it's our own thing. And we're running it on our own servers, our own store. And all you got to do... Power to the people. Power to the people. The show. That's right. We take it back from the co- greedy corporate hands of... Uh, small street and stick it right back in the pockets of everyday human beings like you and I. Yes, except uh-huh. on other shows where we still have <laughs> Patreons and we'll continue to. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, so anyway, we uh, we keeping it low. We're keeping it monthly, and it only starts at a buck. Uh, and obviously, it's completely uh, you know uh, voluntary. If you want to if you want to support the show and you feel like, hey, I, I appreciate the content I get out of these guys, I'd like to throw a buck or two their way. That's great. Oh, I thought we were going to be selling one word from the podcast at a dollar each. And if you wanted to unlock the entire podcast, you yeah. had to pony up. That seems like a great monetary system to try to. Oh, we weren't. We weren't purchased by EA. No. Okay. Sorry. No. EA. On. We're not doing this EA thing at all. And oh, in fact, gotcha. it, not cool. to freak anybody out, but the subscription is uh, the show remains 100 percent available and free to everybody. This is just our way of paying some of the bills for those who are willing to do it. And you get some bonuses out of that. So there are tiers in there, we have Common, Rare, Epic, Legendary, and Warforged. Thanks, Blizzard. We're borrowing your words for now. And uh, depending on what level you get, there's various things. For example, at one level, you'll get a bonus 30-minute show every month way earlier than anybody else. Uh, there's another level where you get a signed, hand-signed membership card with original WoW-themed art from me every month uh, and possibly... If, well, we're working on the card backs on those things. We might have some Garrett art on there as well. <laughs> Garrett art, Twitter account. Anyway. Hey, hey-ho. brand synergy. Exactly. And then uh, there's also a level where uh, you get your name mentioned on the show. Like there's, It's, it's all very straightforward and simple. Uh, you can't miss it. Just head over to the instance.net, and it'll be the first thing you see there with all other information about how to get the show. Just click on that link, and boom, you're in. Uh, if you'd rather go the long URL way, you can go to uh, theinstance.net slash store slash wow. That's another way to get there. But one way or the other, just go to theinstance.net. It's plastered all over that thing. It's ready to go, and you can get subbed today. And if you have any questions, you can let us know. And, you know, our goal is to add things to it, never not to take away. So we've started with some really good, basic, foundational stuff. But if it grows and does well, we'll we'll tinker with it and add some things. We're talking about video content. We're talking about a bunch of other stuff. So... Kind of a new era for the show and a chance for us to, um, you know, take it to the next level a little bit. And at the very least, you know, do some of that cover server costs and cover bandwidth costs and those sorts of things. Uh, and all in th- our time, which, you know, is not a not a small thing. So anyway, go check yeah, that we, out. Yeah, we, oh, go ahead. I uh, want to do some extra stuff and uh, this is going to let us do that. And uh, Alora in the chamber wants to know if we can uh, grind world quests to pay for subs. And I would say technically the answer is yes. The world quests are te- te- usually titled uh, employment mm-hmm. or working. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, you know, I, I grind. Uh, I grind freelance to pay for uh, some of my my Patreon supports. You know, Mr. Tom Mayer, Taliesin, and Evatel, they get my Patreon dollars because I'm grinding my world quest, and it's called jobs. Yeah, there you go, jobs. Everyone has jobs, and it's not just healing Azerite wounds uh, for Magni Bronzebeard. Okay, so just remember that. <laughs> so anyway, we would love it if you helped us out. That'd be great. Again, we'll uh, mention it here and there on the show, but uh, wanted to make sure we got it out on top of the show this week, and that is over at theinstance.net. All right, before we uh, get into the thick of it today, a couple of quick things. Uh, it has come to my attention that Garrett hates corn dogs, <laughs> and I uh, love yes. and I love them. So I want to. This, this apparently came up on the Angry Chicken. I would like to just bra- drag it out one more time and actually get to the bottom of why. You hate yeah, was, America's uh, great corn dog tradition. What's the problem? Yeah, I, I was really excited that that uh, you were, were we were launching the the loot subscription for the instance, but I was concerned that announcing it was not going to allow us to have some absurd off topic conversation at the start of the show, and I'm I'm glad that that hasn't been lost. Sure, I mean we almost I should have saved it as a as a level like the corn dog level that you'd only hear this story if you subbed to that one, but but no, it's here, <laughs> it's free and available to everybody listening. So Garrett. You have some kind well, of should you weird... want to have a 30 minute corn dog debate that's really drawn out in the future, <laughs> uh, become an instant loot subscriber, yeah. uh, instance.net y'all. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, this is the fun thing you, you, I'm sure you experience this all the time, you know, doing all the podcasts that you do. Mm. I don't remember this coming up on the most recent episode of, uh, angry chicken. Oh, this happens to me all but the time. Yeah. I, people I have been things. tweeting at me, so I guess it, it came up, but it, it sounds like something I would say because yeah, I do. I hate corn dogs, man. I think they taste like, butt. really? But you said to me on the text or something earlier in the week that there was yet some, maybe it wasn't childhood experience, but some experience when you were younger. Oh, put yeah, you yeah. It put well, you I, off corn dogs forever or something. Yeah. So uh, I was really young. I don't even think I could read yet, but I remember being in the back of my grandfather's, I don't even know what it was, like an old Chevy that was rusted out. You could actually see the road passing <laughs> be- like beneath you. Yeah. And so we're going up. And if you're a Flo- uh, like a Gulf Coast Floridian, you're going to know what this is. Or if you saw the pretty not great first Punisher movie because they shot a scene on this bridge, you know that about the Sunshine Skyway Bridge mm. taking you from, uh, well, essentially Bradenton to um, to St. Pete and into Tampa. Yeah. Wait, is that the that's not the 2004 one? You're talking about the old Dolph Lundgren one, right? No, 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 2004 one. Okay, the 04 one. That Dolph Lundgren one is not even in your wheelhouse, dude. That thing is so old. The Garrett, this young up and comer Garrett, has no idea what I'm probably even talking about. But at one point, Dolph Lundgren was the Punisher. All right, go ahead. I had no idea there was a Dolph Lundgren (laughs) Punisher film. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so we're we're going up, we're going up the Skyway Bridge. And my grandfather's like just old beater. I'm I'm looking like uh, at the the road pass beneath me. Like maybe the floor could fall out and we could Flintstones this, and maybe it'll move a little faster. <laughs> and my cousin, my cousin who I love like a brother, who I grew up with, yeah. his name's Jake. Hi, Jake. Yeah, I'm outing you. Yeah. He uh he's sitting next to me. He's even younger than I am, and uh, I just see him turn green around the gills. Oh, I'm like, oh no, no oh no, what's happening? <laughs> And he just vomits <laughs> everywhere in the back wow. of uh, my grandfather's old car. And uh, the only thing I'd eaten that day was corn dog. Uh-huh. And so just the odor of bile and cornbread and processed uh, pork. I don't know. Buttholes is what I imagine they make hot dogs out of. It's just permeating yeah. this 
This and and I I like to think Scott I like to think that the holes in the floor actually helped aerate it like disperse it and aerosolize this odor to oh, the yeah. most of its ability. I totally get this. You know what? Now that you've now that you've explained it, I would probably still have uh, a uh, a feeling about corn dogs that wasn't so friendly at this point. So I you know now that yeah. I know the full story, I can't I actually can't fault you for that. I've done that with Cheetos. And uh, Captain Crunch, two two very separate experiences that involved a very similar setup. A friend, somebody barfed. I'll never eat those things again. Can't do it. So I get it. I totally get yeah. it. But yeah. I'm. It goes beyond yeah. that. Uh, I I also just don't really like cornbread. Oh, like at the yeah. end of the day, it's a yeah. I'll eat it, but I would not seek it out. I'd rather have pretty much any other kind of bread. How do you live but, in the South and not like cornbread, though? That's crazy. I don't know. I live in the South. I don't like okra. I live in the South, and I don't like pickles. Yeah. So, you know, it's I like, fine. I like pickles. Don't like okra. I do like corn dogs. So one out of three is not bad. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, when you go to the fair and yeah. dipping things in a deep fryer, there's so many better options. I don't know why you go for a, for a freaking corn dog. Corn dog and mustard. Oh, man. It just sounds good. You explaining it to me. Even knowing your horrible experience and trying to I don't know, absorb myself in it and, and feel well, what you felt. I still want a corn dog right now. Well, I, I hope you all know that I lost this argument anyway, because the, 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 yesterday Katie comes home and just without without any prompting just goes, you're wrong about corn dogs. <laughs> oh, as soon she just like plopped on the table, one of those Costco like 24 pack <laughs> corn dog things. That no, no, no. She, she refuses to eat the frozen one. She said the only time it's worth getting one is at the fair and it's freshly deep fried. Yeah. The chat room's going after me a little bit. It's like, what? Next thing you'll be drinking Pepsi. I also like Pepsi. Oh, Coke is so much better. I like Coke just fine, but I do like a Pepsi. I don't have a problem with it. Like if they don't do Coke and it's like, is Pepsi okay? That whole uh, stereotype. <laughs> they're in, I'm they're all in. entire uh, ad campaign right now that has started since the, the, the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. They've been doing that, haven't they? I don't watch real yeah, TV the, anymore. Their so. whole ad campaign at the moment is people getting uh, their, their jimmies in a rustle over the <laughs> someone asking, is Pepe, Pepsi okay? Getting their jimmies in a rustle. I like that. Another Southern uh, thing I never heard. Well, anyway. <laughs> Actually, I picked that one up from Kyle. <laughs> oh, very nice. Good job. Well, there you go. Uh, corn dogs. They're still a threat. And uh, now, but I also have come to, I've come to some understanding. I, I would not want them either. If I were, because if I of the conversation that's popped up around it on Twitter, as a result of this, I will tell you the next time I find myself at a fair, I'm having a corn dog. Yeah. Because yeah. apparently that's the, the elevated version. Oh, yeah. They're better. The they're dog. better at fairs. It's not the same as like a mall hot dog on a stick or whatever brand you might have out there. Like they're, it's a, it's a step above. At the, if it's a good fair. I mean, it depends, I guess. If you got some diseased carny making it, maybe you don't want it. I don't know. Diseased carny. That's a pretty good death metal name. Diseased carny. I played bass for diseased carny. Anyway. Yep. Hey, also, like uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but hell froze over. Um, and it was a surprise to me, actually. I knew that there was maybe some rustling going on about this, but I didn't know it was going to get announced so soon. But. Our official guild, which I believe, by most accounts, is still one of the world's largest guilds, if not the largest, uh, has decided to accept applications for the Alliance side. And uh, if you're like, man, I love AIE, but they just don't roll. let me roll my uh, dwarf, got some good news for you. You can roll your dwarf and your, your, your fat uh, your uh, whatever you want. Is uh, now the world's your oyster. You can apply for that side of the uh, of the guild at uh, aie-guild.org uh, for those wondering about that. So that's crazy. 
I'm really excited about this, man. I like to play both sides, and now I get to play both sides in the same guild. Sure. And there's been a little, there have been pop up guilds that have started on the Alliance side, even on Earthen Ring from within the community that were just like, I'm not going to wait around for the official guild to do anything. I'm just going to go do this, which is, you know, there's nothing illegal about that. So they already exist in some point. I know there's a Tadpole guild uh, with a lot of TMS listeners in there that are all playing Alliance. So this just sort of unifies things a little bit. I just thought it would never happen. I mean, the guild's old now. We're like 12 years old or something. It's not illegal. Then how do you explain the fact that I was drug into the guild hall and branded <laughs> with the Alliance symbol when they found out I played on both sides? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, it's not illegal. It's just highly frowned upon. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's just highly frowned upon yeah. under pain of physical mutilation. Yes. Which is entirely possible given your treachery, but now you can do it freely. It's fine. You don't have to worry about it. Um, but anyway, there's that. Lots of fun stuff at the top of the show. Now, let's get into the meat of the meal. World of Warcraft had another Ian Hazakostas and Lore sit down and chat deal. Although, I noticed this time, I don't know if you noticed this, but from a sort of what they usually do sort of standpoint, this was different because they were on an actual set, like a couch and like lighting and background stuff and... Not just them it, it, wadded up in an office somewhere with headsets on. It looked like uh, it kind of reminded me of the set they have uh, for the live stream of BlizzCon. You yeah. Know, where they've got the couches and the guy from Destiny takes uh, too much time telling you that they're giving it to you for free. And you're like, shut up. They want to start the opening ceremony. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, I, I mean, not that not that I liked the old way. I didn't. But this just seemed like a nice, uh, I don't know. It made me feel like they cared. <laughs> and it wasn't yeah, just it like looks professional man yes. i mean it's not a huge deal it's like a repeating pattern drop background a couple tvs a chair and it looks like they went to a home goods and got themselves an end table yeah but it it's fine it looks way better they look way more comfortable there's something about people just like sitting on the stools in front of cameras that i'm just like this is weird man mm -hmm. they look like you're at a a guitar lesson without a guitar. Yeah, it is very odd, but uh, I was happy to see it. So they're sitting down. They don't have to hold mics in front of their faces as much, that sort of thing. And they had a big talk about all sorts of stuff. I really glommed on to a particular part of the discussion, which is a more, I, I, I've always liked the more philosophical sort of things that happen around the game than I am about, um, you know, a specific thing about a class changing in a patch. And uh, so, for example, the, uh, there was some discussion like this. Ian talked about how the team has no incentive to create content that is not fun just to pad subscription numbers. Uh, people tend to fixate on the Activision investor lingo, uh, but this is not what the team focuses on when creating the content. It's an interesting thing to say in the in the shadow of this of it, recent it, layoffs. It, it was uh, it got oddly candid. Like him talking about, yeah, if, I mean, if you're concerned about this, you're probably watching the investor, uh, call, like the, 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 the earnings calls. And I'm like, I'm surprised he's, he's going there. He's even bringing that up. I'm surprised yeah. he's even mentioning it. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. That's like a, that's gonna, uh, I haven't, uh, I haven't checked the forums after this, but I would imagine there's some people who are like, yeah, whatever puppet of Bobby Kotick got his hand so far up your rear. Of course, that's what you're going to say. <laughs> well, there's always some you know knob that's saying things like that but also i mean hmm, how do i put this i don't know under any other circumstance where ian or lore or anybody in this would even mention that stuff because they usually try to stay really far away from it i think this last round of stuff really stung 
and it stung everybody. And it didn't just sting those who got laid off. It stung those who are still there that are frustrated about um, these these decisions and from their perspective are not happy about Activision's increasing role in what they're, you know, in what Blizzard's uh, world is anymore. Like Did those you kinds read of things. The, so, go ahead. Uh, you know, the, the, reaching across, Kyle had a crazy uh, tinfoil hat theory on into the nexus last night did you did you see that have you seen the the event coming up in heroes of the storm it's basically like heroes of the storm blade runner yeah it's like a uh cyberpunk kind of looking thing deal yeah did doing. you read the first paragraph of no. uh like their 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 mood setting for this no. world they developed no uh, now you, you got me excited hold on all right let me read it for you all right go let me read it for you go. and and at the end of it i'm gonna stop and, and you just try and think of this as if you're wearing kyle ferguson's crazy pants okay (laughs) this is a thing i like to do a lot so i'm used to it go ahead (laughs) yeah yeah so so chaldeum complex is coming here's the storm it's kind of a a a, like they're adding skins to chromie and other characters that make it look uh very very blade runner cyberpunky anyway um the setup for this is uh says welcome to the chaldeum acropolis a city bought and sold a hundred times over now giant mega corporations hold more sway in the ever-shifting politics of the world then governments <laughs> down on the rain slick streets humans mutants machines and synthetics all struggle to find their place in the light of the neon glow beneath the towering monuments to capitalism lording over them i guarantee it's connected there's no question kyle, in my mind that is not even subtle to me so kyle and i have been talking about how uh, the letters from uh, the heads of the heroes team have seemed a little cheeky, a little little mm-hmm. thumb in their nose at the the higher ups pulling mm-hmm. uh, money strings at Blizzard for a while, and then this comes out and Kyle's like, "Garrett, have you read this?" I'm like, "No." And yeah. He's like, "Just just read it." And I get to the end, I'm like, "Wow." <laughs> yeah, I think that's something to that. I mean, it's also it's also just cyberpunk, and this is what all cyberpunk is. Yeah, but. no, the, the, I, that's the thing is that you can. That's why I think they're doing it. You can completely get away with this and look you straight in the eye and do it. Because this is the basis of most cyberpunk style tropes. Like this is it. So they can do <laughs> both things at once. They can be very true yeah. to the to the tropey lore of that world, and at the same time look Bobby Kotick type square in the eye and go, "This is kind of about you guys." <laughs> you know. I mean, when are we getting? When when is Gallywix being added as a hero's hero? And when does he get his Bobby Kotick skin? Is what I want to know. That's what I'd like to know as well. I just talked to that bastard yesterday. Not Bobby Kotick, but. Uh, I was like, really? What's his name? The freaking. Is there an interview going no, on? There's no, there's no. A Kodak interview would be. I mean, I would. I would. I listen. People would think I would do nothing but softballs. No way. If I got Kodak in a chair, I would do some heavy stuff. I mean, I love say it. what you want about the man, but I have. I, he strikes me as the kind of person that would be down for sitting down for some hard questions and probably be like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I just don't have a connection. All the way up there. I don't have a way. That would, to... that would be highly, highly entertaining. You know, you just tell him uh, you're doing Moneyball two, and you want to talk to him. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll tell him it's like Shark Tank. He probably likes Shark Tank. You know, <laughs> he's one of those guys. It's like, oh, look at this show about rich people deciding if someone's got a good idea or not. He yeah, probably loves yeah. that. But going back to to Hesikostas's comments, um, I mean, this has like we get little peaks and and references to the way the prices of things are set and whatnot. I think over the course of different Blizzard games, I mean, it's come up with uh, Hearthstone before because no one we talk to, I've got news for everybody out there. Do you, uh, whether you listen to the Anger Chicken or you're reading interviews with Team 5 devs on like PC Gamer or whatever, mm. we have never talked to anyone who makes a decision as to what things cost. Yeah. 
that is made in that hasn't that is those decisions are made by people who are not on the team. No, they don't do that. Ian doesn't decide what a thing costs ever. Not a chance. I mean, they may he may get shut down on an idea they have for for an overall plan or feature or a mechanic or something by higher ups that say, well, that's that's against what how we monetize or whatever that may happen. But he doesn't get to choose that stuff. They never do. These teams are just trying to make a video game and make it good as best as they can. I'm sure that they, you know, they have to they have to adhere to whatever leadership they get and whatever guidance they get. But when it comes to like, is this game fun or is it not fun or is this system work or if it doesn't work and in cases even where they don't work this isn't them going well this is us trying to adhere to the corporate line this is just them saying well we're trying to make a fun video game and maybe we messed up here and maybe we did good here and maybe we'll just uh make an adjustment and patch that out but patch this in like that's just the way these games get made that's probably true across all companies and that's why, yeah, that's why I believe he's being sincere when he says these things. And I mean, yeah, it's not all like rainbows and unicorns. Uh, obviously, decisions that are made higher up as to how these games are going to be modified is going to have an effect on how the game is developed. But overall, I, I don't think people in Kean are in there like, yeah, okay, all right, make this like 5% harder to c- accomplish. So we up our time in game, which which is the, the, the whole... Uh, conspiracy theory behind portals being removed. It's like, oh, they want to up their, their engagement time to... to appease the shareholders i'm like that just seems bananas to me i don't think ian has a cost as cares gamers love uh it turns out we love conspiracies it turns out this particular industry and its and its fandom i don't know why but in particular seem to be really up really big on conspiracy theories and that's definitely one of them i don't know why it reminds me in a weird way of like hive mind mentality around bands like oh you got a re- major record label deal a bunch of sellouts oh you sell of course of course the only reason you're popular is that you got a record deal and that the record companies are paying people to listen to you on spotify that's right yeah people don't like it when uh i don't know people people think they own a thing that's what's going on here there's a lot of us think and i've you know i understand i've invested a lot of time in world of warcraft and when they screw up something it feels a little personal. I get it. I know that feeling. I totally understand it. But you got to just try to broaden your perspective out a little bit and look at it in the context in which it was made. I just don't well, think it's not untrue to a, to a certain degree. I mean, the success of World of <laughs> Warcraft is owed to the players. Right. You know, if no one was playing it, where would it be? It'd be, a, it'd be in the dollar bin with EverQuest 2 and, <laughs> and right. uh, the Old Republic. But it's like anything but, like that. Like with Star- Starbucks is only popular because people go in there and buy coffee. But they can't zero in on one person who feels like they are the reason Starbucks took off. You know what I mean? Like, it, and that's how a lot of gamers feel. I think about their favorite MMO. They feel like they're a part of the world. Hell, the game tells them they are. They drag you along these quests and go, "I'm the Thanos butt crawler. Come with me. The Dark Lady needs help." And we, and and I'm I'm the guy. Hey, he's looking. He asked Gurp to help. He didn't ha- <laughs> ask a, a huge swath of people to help. Or I don't see Thrall anywhere. Where's he? No. Nathanos is coming to me and asking me to do something for the Dark Lady, and then I got to go see her. Ooh, I'm in the uh, I'm in the her her place in there, and I'm talking to her directly, and she tells me she needs me to do a thing. Ooh, I'm on the good side of the Dark Lady. Like the game actually wants you to feel like you are impacting the world in the game space, which I, I don't want anymore. <laughs> I, I think we've had this conversation. I want to feel like a random soldier number twenty six and a half. In the garrison, I don't. I don't want to be our oh, commander. No, no, just be like you. I don't care what you fought in. Get out there and kill that boar. That's an interesting argument. 
I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because I'm, I I do like to feel like I'm more impactful than I am, but I also know that it's a th- just thin veneer of impact. I'm not really. You're all doing the same quest I'm doing. You know, if you're Hoarder Alliance, you all were taken along a little trip and told that you were the reason. You're the hero. But we've all like it's almost just like the worst kind of lie. It's like your parents going, "You're my favorite," and then the next kid, "You're my favorite too." Like right, right. It's it's um. Pen and paper role-playing games. Uh, I'm going to use Star Wars as an example. Uh, just because you're ongoing... obsessed with Star Wars and you'd love it, and if, I... you, if it was in liquid form, you'd pour it over your naked body. Right, I got it. Right, and and, and honestly, a lot of us don't role-play within Lord of the Rings. We role-play within a, a, a D&D or Pathfinder or something of that nature. Sure. Uh, I'm, so I'm going to use Star Wars. I don't want to role-play as Han Solo. I want to role-play as some random smuggler just trying to get by. But do you want to have the kind... Do you want to, in the end, be impactful in the world... At Han Solo's level. So you don't have to be him, but you want to be a no. guy who has much, as much impact as he does. No? No, I don't. It's my same issue with movies. Like, the, it just it's this crescendo to everything is the most important thing ever, and it's completely unrelatable stakes. Mm. It's that whole cho- oh, chat room even says it. When the Fox just typed it as I was thinking it. But it's that chosen one mentality. You know, you're either Neo or you're nobody. Uh, and right. Blizzard thinks it's important. I think they, at least I think they do, because they're pushing it so hard. They think it's important that we all feel like Neo. Even though there's a billion I'd rather Neos. be one of the dudes in the Matrix in the mech suit than Neo. Yeah. Like, and this idea, because it gives me more freedom to, to write my own story, to have my own idea of what my character is, what my character's motivations are. Yeah. By the way, okay, so Jedi71 is asking a question I think is interesting. It says, speaking of, are we now in the era of story that Christy Golden was hired for? If so, can you tell? It feels to me like we have less story these days, not more. I was just thinking about this the other day. Now, right before the layoffs, I was supposed to have an interview with Christy, and I was very excited to ask some of those questions. Like, like what? where are we now? What would you call this phase? Uh, you know, with Metzen's hands are off now, so it's now you and um, what's his name with a hard name to say? Um, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. I had him on the Q&A stage. Anyway, that guy. Afraziabi? Afraziabi, thank you. Uh, is it all you guys now? Like, what are you doing exactly? I would love to ask them that, but unfortunately, uh, one one of the people that I was working with to secure the interview quit, and the other person that was going to see it through was laid off. So, so yeah, I got to get that going again and figure out who to talk to now. But um, I'd love to hear her take on that because I don't feel like we're yeah, getting less fine. story. I feel like we're just getting the story that they intended to tell. I wasn't expecting Christy to come on and suddenly we just be overflowing with story. Uh, some people may think that, but I didn't think that. I think that it, it's just she's supposed to shepherd this stuff is all, really. Yeah. I mean, I am certainly in the boat of feeling like it is being uh, very slowly revealed to us, uh, slower than I would like. But it yeah. certainly happened in Legion. I don't know why Legion's slow pace of revealing story annoyed me more. Um, again, I think it goes back to how cagey they were being with whoever the hell burned Teldrassil and ended up being like the most obvious thing ever. But... Um, the vibe I got from kind of early tweets from Christy Golden, especially around the burning of Teldrassil and everyone losing their mind and being jerks to her. Uh, I'm still mad at you all, by the way. That was terrible. Why would you do that? Uh, was that she didn't have a hand in the broad strokes. Right. Like like she was, I, I am under the impression she was handed an outline and fills in the gaps yeah. like actually builds it into a, a a tellable story with dialogue and and character motivations and and whatnot um not that 
like, all right, Christy, what do you have for us? And she comes in. All right. Sylvanas is going nuts. Like, I don't think that happened. No, no, I don't think that happened at all. And I don't know if it's, I don't know. I can't tell why. Maybe it was just never intended to happen. They just needed somebody in there who's good at this. Who's good at story and, and structure and plot and yeah. character development so that all of this can be managed, not necessarily the cadence would change. Like, oh, cadence, I hate that word now. I shouldn't use that word, but that is kind of what we're talking about. But the cadence of, of the content and the specifically lore content, I don't think it was meant to just suddenly skyrocket when she walked into the room. I think it was more just she would be the shepherd of what was happening and offer what she could but at the end of the day it's that's a team of storytellers not one person and it was that was true when Metzen was there there's this idea that Metzen sat in a in a freaking throne with a bunch of people at his feet as he, as he would disseminate these ideas and go yes the Vol'jin will be the the keeper of the horde leadership only temporarily until his horn one of his tusks gets broken and he gets stabbed for no reason like that's not that's not how it worked and then they all scrambled to go write it they're all in a room. They talk together. These characters are part of a bigger piece of Blizzard. They're, it's not one person making those decisions. So this isn't me defending the idea that there hasn't been a lot of movement since Christie started. I think that's true. There hasn't been. But I think that's just a, probably a misunderstanding of what the job is. Um, and at the end of the yeah, day, I don't, yeah, I don't know what our job is. That's why I'd love to interview her. I want to get more information. And sometimes that's hard to do with PR. But I'd love to like sit down with her and just hash that out and talk about But you know. What the what the big picture is, what what her smaller role, you know, what her role is in that big picture, and and see what we get out of that. I'll keep trying. We'll see how it goes. Uh, on portals, you mentioned portals. Yeah, and, we're uh, getting one back. Yeah, you guys quit complaining. Well, anyway, the caverns of time people <laughs> should quit complaining. Uh, the caverns of time portal is being added in the portal hubs in the next update. Um, it's actually a little bit of work. I, I was thinking the other day, I was in the portal room, and I thought. They haven't really given themselves a lot of room to like add stuff in here. Like just geometrically, the room is a certain number of portals equidistant from each other in this nice space. And so for someone to add when they go, I just hear them going, oh, frick. All right, fine. And they get so they get at a whole other section. Blow I don't know how their tools work, but they gotta blow it out, make it a more roundy room, larger. Okay, now we fit another one. Who's watching over the time portals? Uh, you know, a couple of dragon flight people i don't know like who knows like it's just it's work now it used to be just ah just throw another turd in the room but you can't do that now because these are all nice <laughs> yeah, and made yeah. it's like you in your own house if you're like oh shoot we forgot to put in room for a breakfast nook well guess what that's a giant pain in the ass and i know it's not as hard with you know polygons and all of you nerds that buy your uh, Ikea cube cabinets for your console collection, you know, what do you do? It's like, the PS5 is better now. You're like, ah, oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I have the perfect amount of cubes. Well, if you want my opinion, I'm not sure we ever get a PS5. Mm. Oh, it's a conversation for another day. It is. And another show, probably. <laughs> but uh, Or for a, you know what it could be? Ooh, Garrett, this month's bonus show should be a half hour on this enormously uh, obnoxiously talked about over the last GDC week, cloud gaming stuff as applied. I'm on it because I, I, I haven't paid any attention to it. And it oh, gives good. Me an excuse to care. Good, good, good. <laughs> and then, it, and, and the, and where we'll come in is we, it will discuss it as it applies to MMOs and blizzard in particular, because I don't think it does, but sure. <laughs> 
TLDR, I don't think it applies. If Google and Microsoft have their way, and potentially Sony, although I don't think they have an answer for this, it may force Blizzard's hand. But it also... So Blizzard is going to sell a keyboard (laughs) that streams WoW to your television. No, I don't mean that. Not like that. I just mean, like, for example, some of the benefits of, of distributed cloud computing are things like giant seamless world with net without shards and without without realms just giant multi hundreds of thousands of players in the same world at the same time without any bottleneck or a thousand person battle royale games i mean these are just examples and they use that one on stage in fact uh if you look at just the technical prowess of of what they're discussing it it's mind-blowing and it could if it could affect a company like blizzard who wants to go next level with whatever their rpg mmo or mmorpg plans could be uh i don't know it's uh it's platform it's a platform kind of um paradigm shift and we'll save it for the 30 minute bonus episode that you get this year or this this month for being for being an instance loot subscriber all right yes chat room the start of the oasis Yes, the uh, beginning of the realize, Oasis. It could be. And then you realize, uh, yeah, but hopefully a more uh, well-done movie. <laughs> yeah, it kind of bummed me out. Also, I don't <laughs> love the book as much as I th- think I thought I should. It was okay. Uh, it was very, yeah, it was very I liked pandering. liked it more than I thought I would. I liked it. I also it, went in expecting to hate it. But it pandered to me so hard. Like, it was just so, remember this, remember this, remember this. Like, it just. Oh, yeah. I mean, the book is a, is a total glorification of gatekeeping. Yeah. But, you know. And that's a whole other 30-minute phone It's still show. fun. It's still fun. Sure it is. Uh, but yeah, so Caverns of Time Portal is back. And uh, are you excited to uh, to show your bare chest to the world, Scott? Yeah, I am. You can, they're hiding, you're letting you hide your, uh, your chest piece like you do with your helm or your cloak. So in this patch for, I guess, those reasons, uh, <laughs> you just described why I will be able to <clears throat> have my heaving orcish chest on my orc hunter GURP will just be out there for the world, finally. I, I figured you'd be really excited as someone who likes to put together your your post-apocalyptic transmog, because, I mean, like, no shirt is... That's right there it's on the, the bullet ultimate, list. Ultimate, ah! ultimate post-apocalyptic. Oh, my Lord, it's like a voice from the heavens. It's, Patrick, when did oh, you get like, a beard? My God, you look like uh, you become a dad, and suddenly you're trying to look like you're the last of us. Look at that beard, I, dude. It's uh I just uh trimmed it like yesterday. It was even more Last of Us Mountain Man E. That's Dude, amazing. You have, the, you have the best gray like symmetrical locations ever. <laughs> it's it's like you dyed it. It's so good. Yeah, mine's patchy oh, and so shitty. Good. Mine's like, oh, it's white here. Oh, it's brown here. Oh, it's more white back here. Like you you've got a uniform kind of sweet looking unit going there, dude. Well, you know the French do it best. <laughs> oh, oh. I didn't realize that. That's that's the reason. Ah, that's, that's good. The only reason. Well, this is I'm great. with him on this. This is why I don't like cornbread because baguettes are so much tastier. Sure, <laughs> Garrett, how do you feel about? Uh, we'll just pull you right, literally into this, the middle of this. How do you feel about exposing your chest in World of Warcraft? Because you'll soon be able to transmog yourself and hide any chest piece you're wearing to be just a bare-chested, uh, brawly man uh, to the world. Or woman. Or woman, sure. Well, wait, is that true? I don't know how that works. As as a well, female you still demon have a bra hunter, if you're a female. But yeah, yeah. Character. As a female I demon guess. hunter, I think hiding my chest would actually put more clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, very nice. Uh, listen, how do I feel about it? I haven't played World of Warcraft for a while, but surely that feature is the one that would get me back in. Mm. I, I can't wait to go explore the world of Warcraft bare-chested. That's mm. been my dream for a long time. Oh, that's so, fantastic. Yes, I love it. Okay, good. Well, whatever I want to feel the winds of Darkshore <laughs> in my hair. <laughs> In my hair, I'm. I'm. Uh, as you remarked, my beard is lush, uh, but it, my my hair. It's because my hair is. Uh, I don't want to think uh, about your body uh, hair though, because you're about to tell us about chest hair here, and I don't want to know about that. About you, I'm just gonna. I'm just saying my hair is plentiful. That's all. You know, you draw your own conclusion. Are you a really? <laughs> I've never seen Patrick bare chested. Are you a hairy, chesty guy? One of those dudes. Uh, let's say I'm not Japanese. Um, (laughs) All right. I've got to do, I I know that sexy time is not allowed on Twitch. I'm just going to do just a little bit. Oh, Uh, look at that. You guys. Oh, Oh, wow. It's nothing. nothing. Okay. So it's not too bad. I'm like a dolphin. The the rumor I was starting. I'm like a dolphin. This beard, this beard I have took me almost, uh, two months to grow and super thin still. And okay, that's ridiculous. The rest of me, I'm like, I'm seriously like a dolphin. I don't have any, I have no body. So I see why, I see why you like the horde. It's like your, your fantasy of like super hardcore, hairy, angry animal side that you don't have. The orcs don't have a lot of chest hair though. They're like, they totally manscaped. I guess it's no, but they make up for it with the savagery. For some oh, reason, yeah. the two yeah. feel yeah. associated. You either get savagery. You know, the last, uh, the last nerdtacular that went down. Yeah. Uh, Patrick uh, ran into me at the hot tub uh-huh. and got a big old shirtless hug. Oh, good lord! <laughs> How did that? That uh, is that is true. That that's... is true, and I enjoyed every second. Of <laughs> Not it. as much as I'm enjoying hearing about it now. I'm really enjoying it now. <laughs> this is fantastic. By the way, please do another one, Scott, because. Sitting in a hot tub looking at snow-covered peaks is the most relaxing place I've ever been. Oh, it's amazing, right? Yeah, there's nothing quite like it. 2020, we're thinking about it. You know, I was worried joining this show that we would be talking about World of Warcraft. Thankfully, (laughs) uh, nothing has changed. Well, Well, we heard you were coming, so we figured we better better stop talking about WoW. Talking about something else, that's true. Very very well done. We were actually right in the middle of this Q&A thing and uh, getting to this part about the team considering a level squish lately. Now, that's interesting. We could probably go places in our imagination about this. He didn't say much, but they want community feedback on if losing levels would feel bad or if they could give more valuable rewards at every level in the leveling process. Basically, they're saying, uh, Ian indicated in the conversation that they are not entirely happy with the leveling process. And a lot of leveling is happening right now because you got a lot of these alternate races or these, um, excuse me, allied races. And so if you want to make a, your Zandalari troll... 120 is a pretty high level, uh, even though you can boost to a certain thing and do whatever. The level-by-level reward system isn't great anymore, um, partly because you just, what can you what can you have every level anymore? You just can't. There's nothing to give you. You've got all your abilities by then. Um, there's just not much, much to give you. And so uh, they want to f- see about fixing that. But as far as the terminology of thinking about a leveling squish, I don't even know what that means. Like, what does that mean? Well, I mean, I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm stroking my beard, invoking uh, Chris Metzen here, who knows what he's talking about, unlike me. Mm. Um, but I think because he had a beard at some point, and I think it kind of... Anyway, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the interesting thing is, I don't think it would change a lot beyond the numbers. You know, it's like, if you have the, the number of levels, 
I would guess that they still uh, make the leveling time to max level roughly the same because they've worked around it. They, they've changed it ever since the first expansion. The leveling time from 1 to 60 in vanilla WoW has always been roughly the leveling time to max level for every expansion, mm. more or less, you know? Right. And I think if they do the level squish, time-wise, like you, it would take you from level 25 to 26, it would take you the same time as it do, does now from 50 to uh, 52 or 53. So time-wise, it wouldn't change anything. But it would feel better because at every level you would get something significant. So I guess my point is, I'm guessing it would only be about the the feeling of leveling, which is super important, but not so much about leveling faster. Mm. Yeah, I think you're probably right. So we'll see what they mean by that. Or if they ever do anything, it's hard to say. But they did say that there I, will uh, be... Oh, go ahead, Garrett. I, I just want to be a level 200 one day, uh, so don't mm. do it. Okay. You don't want it. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, now that you say it that way, hmm. I mean, leveling used to, back in the day, the early days, leveling was everything. Like, you hit a new level, you got a new thing. Um, back in vanilla, it was levels of a spell. So you would have a better firebolt or you'd have a better whatever. Uh, every time you leveled, you at least got something. If it wasn't something new, it was something better. And now they just don't have that. And I'd rather than find a way to have that, if there's a way to make that more rewarding and not squish it just because they can't think of anything. Cause I also would like to reach 200 and have it mean something, you know? I get, yeah. I get it, that. It feels like the being a better, a uh, higher level does have some significance. Mm -hmm. And if they squish it, then we will never like, do you always race to level like 100 and then they squish it again? It, it, it's weird. But it's also very difficult to find 120 upgrades that are worthwhile. Um, of course, they could get back to, you know, basically the things that are baked into your leveling, going back to like giving you points or giving you minor spell upgrades. The problem was the reason they got rid of them is that they really didn't feel, they felt like work more than mm -hmm. um, actual upgrades, I think. I think it's the way I felt at the it would time. Be, it would be so like finding giving, 120 significant upgrades is hard. It's hard. It'd be like giving gold for every one of those. That's fine and all, but at the end of the day, that would feel like that would feel like work. It wouldn't feel as rewarding. It just feels like you're earning a thing, and and that's I, maybe that's better than what they have now. Because right now you hit it, you ding 119, and it just is like a nothing. It's just you know, and then you just stand I, there and you realize, oh, I got nothing for this. Yeah, I guess I just don't understand why anyone cares this much. Well, welcome to like it's relatively arbitrary. At the end mm. of the day, leveling hasn't been particularly difficult since classic. I think uh, it only well, matters. Sorry, I think it only matters right now in light of allied races, because that's a that's a <clears throat> excuse me a major gameplay tweak to the game by adding all these new faces into the game and new ways of playing these new characters and whatever. They're encouraging you to get them and then level them. So now they're now it's now it's a brighter bulb because you're like oh shoot yeah leveling's not great is it we have all these new characters leveling so it's a it's a good thing to want people leveling new characters but it's another thing to say that it's a fun experience or not so it's better it's more convenient it's more streamlined than it's ever been before and yeah but it's not significant I see what he means when you level you don't care and I agree that 
you know, when you say that's a very blanket statement, like, that's the fact. When you level, you don't <laughs> no, care. No, I mean, that's the problem he's talking about. When you, right. when you level, it's not significant, right? You don't gain uh, some levels, you gain a, a, a fun spell that gonna sh that's going to potentially change your gameplay. Yeah. But if you don't gain a spell, the only thing you gain is, you know, not even more mana, actually, more uh, health points. And you need them to fight the stronger monsters. I mean, I I, I understand I that it's not you know, mm -hmm. it's it's not a perfect system. It's not like every level you you suddenly have access to a new dungeon, but some levels you do. It's not completely insignificant, right? I mean, it's that's not true. That's true. not entirely. But the the bigger question is: is it significant enough? Like, I really like the way Diablo three did it with the Paragon system, because when you were done, the entire time, your entire time, your first time through or whatever through Diablo. It was pretty great because every level something something opened up. You were like, "Ooh, a new ability! Ooh, a new rune on an old ability! Uh, ooh, a new passive I didn't have before, or a new slot for a passive." Like there were tangible things that would happen all the way up through level seventy. Then Paragon levels kicked in when they made all those changes, and those are also meaningful. When I hit a new Paragon level, I'm like, "Sweet, I am now this much stronger in this one area because I can apply a point there." I'm not sure that that's how Blizzard should do it with WoW, but it's possible that the reward should just be you hit level at 118, enjoy your plus five to crit or whatever. Some kind of small, not necessarily hugely significant number, but enough to say, well, I'm better at this one thing than I was before. That would feel more rewarding to me than the current setup. Yeah, I think that the, the difference between... Uh, the reason this is coming up is that traditionally um, leveling brings ch some amount of change to your gameplay. Um, like you're saying, Garrett, like you get access to new levels and there are some things that, that change. But in the core idea of RPGs, when you level, you get stronger in some way. And the way it's been implemented uh, for the longest time was you gain a spell or like it, it affects the way you play your character. So in the, in the sense that now it often doesn't, that's how I think it, it feels less good than it, de than it did uh, uh, in, and you know, you had the talent uh, system, which was a lot more rewarding, mm -hmm. uh, even though it was like gain 1% in crit, which, well, crit is probably the most impactful. Yeah, you still got a thing that you could put into another exactly. thing, even if it was minor. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess I'm a little concerned of where like of directions this may take because I am I am one of the pe people who is not sold that uh, scaling and doing whatever zone you want is the right way to play. Wow, uh, I miss exploring and ending up in a zone where everything just murders me immediately. I kind of miss that sense of dread and exploration. Uh, mm. that the traditional non-scaling zones provide it. Um, and if we keep going down this rabbit hole of leveling is insignificant, which I think is excruciatingly reductive, um, what, well, what do we do then? How do you gate content? Because right now it's not insignificant. If you hit max level, a lot more things open up. And yeah, it might be binary that I am max level or I am not, again, because of scaling zones, but that's still something, that's still a gate. Do they then gate it if if you say, well, leveling is insignificant, but we still don't want you to just be able to do all the dungeons and start raiding immediately? Um, what do you do? What do you tie behind? Do you tie behind achievements? Like, oh, you, know, you have to progress this far through the story before you can even access the the, the final zone. I don't want that. I mm -hmm. like that I can hit max level 
without having checked all these boxes and go do whatever the hell I well, want. Well, how about this? What if what if Allied Races just started at 110? Like, and then next expansion, Allied Races start at 120 and you've got 10 levels to do. Like, just treat it like a boost. That would probably yeah. solve this problem because then you're not worried about what you're creating for filler. You're just... You're just expecting some work in no, the, but then top, in you're, the you're just sweeping it. You're just sweeping it under the rug because the issue of leveling is still there for the people who want to level alts, which people do, and some new players, I'm sure, show up in WoW sometimes. And the other issue is that the fantastic time sink that the developers have created with allied races having to level from you know 20 uh, to 120 would be negated. I think giving players something to do with a big was a big factor when they uh created that that uh allied races system yeah i, I agree so I don't they've all, and over uh, the years yeah. they've done other things like it's like oh heirloom items that that's a way to make that interesting or seem like it's easier or better or whatever and then they've done I mean, other I'm, things I'm, like, I'm still mildly furious that zandalari and kultiran are gated at all it's yeah. an expansion. Give me the give me the races. What are you doing? Yeah, like, I hate that. I, I, they don't seem allied to me. Yeah, trolls are reusing a reusing a, a rig that already existed, but cool Terrans aren't. These are essentially new races, as far as I'm concerned. Why do I have to have rep for them? Yeah, that's funky. I agree. They with should that. have been in the game at launch. Completely agree with you on that. They should have. That's why is that a thing, Blizzard? Well, that's that's the expand. When that expansion was announced, half the reason you you were excited. Well. A big part of why I was excited is because they said, you get to be a Zandalari troll. Guess what? They stand up straight. Oh, no way, dude. And then the humans are like, sweet, I can be a fat Kul'Tiran. Ah, oh, man, a pirate. Like, it was a big, exciting thing, just like you'd get stoked for Blood Elves and uh, freaking Worgen and whatever in the past. And this thing just gated the hell out of that stuff. Like, just still gated if you're not caught up. Like, it's a kind of a weird thing. I kind of agree with that uh we'll see how that goes in the future all right also my favorite new thing coming well here's i forgot to mention this there's going to be a role-playing server option in classic they confirm that so if you're hoping for a little rp a little rpness in your life <laughs> uh you'll get it with a uh, classic server i don't know what they mean by option i don't know if that means you get to pick a realm that is a rp realm or if there's just some sort of toggle that says i only want to be rp i assume because it's the vanilla experience the entire server experience would be rp the way it was back in the day i i don't know but if you're into role playing i guess that's good news for you all right let's talk about my 10 bucks i'm about to spend today all right i'm about to throw 10 <laughs> bucks at a thing and i'll tell you why so there's these two new things coming out two toys uh, one is the Lion's Pride and Horde Might Fireworks thing, which I do not care about. It basically just creates a big line in the sky or a big axe and a hammer or whatever the hell it is up in the sky while you're doing fireworks on either faction. That's fine and all. That'll get boring after the first use, so I don't care about that. However, this thing, which is called the Transmorpher Beacon, sounds amazing. So... I'll give you the description that Blizzard gave. Play like a boss. The Ethereals have a twisted new trick up their sleeves. And they've, uh, ready, they're ready to traverse the never... What? And they're ready to traverse the nether... Sorry, I thought that meant never. Nether to help you spread some chaos and confusion on the battlefield. Use this beacon to summon an Ethereal transponder... Excuse me, transmorpher... Who can turn you and your allies into some of the most fearsome foes Azeroth has ever known. For limited time, 25% of the proceeds of this $10... 
will contribute to the uh, this year's final LAN event prize pools for the Arena World Championship. So you're actually, you know, a little bit like Valve does with Dota. This money is going uh, to, or part of it is going to the Mythic Dungeon International and the championship, the AWC before that. Uh, through October 15, 2019, 25% off of proceeds will contribute to that stuff uh, with a guaranteed max or minimum prize pool of $500,000 or uh, 250 uh, USD for each event. So they'll split that. Anyway, the transformation lasts for 20 minutes and stays active in combat. And after death, players' uh, characters can be transformed once every 60 minutes. So at least once per hour, you can do this thing and you'll walk. You may, you never know who you're going to get, but you might be. Uh, uh, who's the who's the guy's all got fire shit all over him? Uh, Blackhand? Blackhand. You can be Blackhand for, oh. for like a whole hour. You're Blackhand, dude. Walking around looking Does all Blackhandy. Uh, for 20 minutes, you'll be Blackhand. Oh. And an hour. Oh, that's still pretty good. <laughs> it's still After pretty an hour good. has passed, you can maybe do it. Oh, again. yeah. Sorry. Every hour you can do it. And you might get him again. Yep. I wish it lasted for 60 and then you just keep, you know, rotating it out. But man, they're getting my 10 bucks, is what I'm saying today. I'm paying for it. Uh, this is a cool toy. It's only ten bucks. Like, ten bucks. I don't like. I don't like the store, but it's it's real. This is really cool. It is cool. <laughs> it's one of the coolest they've ever done. And yes, do I wish it was a thing I could just get in the game? Of course. I wish it was a thing that like you had to go run old raids for and like put it together. <laughs> like you had to kill all of these bosses and get a drop off of them, and eventually you put all the pieces together and bam, you've got this crazy shit in game. You got to get all the Horcruxes, basically. I like that. <laughs> actually yes yeah, yeah. collect uh, black hands horcrux oh man all i need is a horcrux off of arthas it won't drop yeah. i mean honestly the toy could be just you become black hand and that would be enough for me i don't even care about the other <laughs> bosses because he is so freaking uh, cool oh my gosh i want any, this. anything that reminds me of warlords is uh considered bad in my book but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh chat room saying 20 minutes what a waste nobody likes that 20 minutes i'm totally getting it i don't care if i get to be black hand for 20 minutes that's a great 20 minutes. Like in your life for yeah. 20 minutes in your life. That's good. Okay. Well, it's that. I guess that's worth. Listen, 20 bucks for 20 minutes. That's no, 10 bucks, 10 bucks, 10 bucks. Black. Oh, 10 bucks. That's like half a dollar per minute. It's nothing. It's a steal. That's and just, imagine. Yeah, you could even be black hand if you're lucky more than once or other fun characters i think everyone should get it yeah and every time you I use it and every time you use it you half that cost so it's 50 cents the first time you use it per minute the next yeah. time you use it it's 25 it's cents. not exactly half but <laughs> math is complicated so. it can be half is the first time it's one way of looking at it though i'm just saying well I... it's it's a wrong way but yes it is one way yeah we, I, just... I just start calling him black half and you're good <laughs> <laughs> which is what i asked for in my coffee yeah black half would you like cream in your coffee black half please you say to people black half and half please very nice and then if you want the lion's pride hordes might fireworks you can get those but those sound stupid all right oh, those look so lame i'm with you they're not cool they could be cool but they're not hey guys let's talk about audible i like audible it's never been a better time to start listening to audible Listen on any device, anytime, anywhere, at home, at the gym, on your commute, or just on the go. You'll always enjoy an easy audiobook exchanges, rollover credits, all the stuff you want, and an audiobook library you keep forever, even if you cancel. Just go to audible.com slash wow or text wow to 500-500, browse their unmatched selection of audio content, and listen for a change. 
There's no better place to listen to Audible uh, because now Audible members get even more. Exclusive audio fitness programs, audiobooks, Audible Originals, and more. And now with Audible Originals, you can experience even more custom content made exclusively for Audible members. I love Audible, uh, and I uh, love the books I get there. I'll still say one of my favorite books of all time is The American Gods Book by Neil Gaiman. And my first taste of that was not on the page, wasn't on some Kindle or something. It was via audiobook from Audible. And it changed my entire outlook on not only gaming books, but that's, oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite books. It made me think differently about every book I read that's sort of genre fiction. And it's thanks to Audible that I got that. George Guidel read it. Oh, he's so good. Anyway, with Audible, you get access to an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. Every month as an Audible member, you get one credit good for any audiobook you choose, plus two Audible originals from a changing selection that you can't get anywhere else. Audible members also get access to audio fitness and health workouts to begin your year on the right foot. I can probably use some of that. Uh, anyway, get started today with a 30-day trial when you go to audible.com slash wow or text wow to 500-500. Audible, the most inspiring minds, the most compelling stories, the best place to listen. I'm going to play this now, and we're going to talk more. All right, let's talk about other things happening around Blizzard real quick. Still a lot of excitement for Baptiste, uh, League Play, and not a lot else going on in Overwatch. But, Patrick, you're the big Overwatch guy here. How's uh, how's how's things in there? What's going on? Uh, Well, the French team uh, didn't make the playoff, Aww. the Parisian team, which I was a little bit bummed about, I have to admit. Um, especially since they had great matches in the beginning and then collapsed completely. But I'm still supporting them because I'm not that kind of supporter. I'm a, I'm the good kind. Uh, so that was important, and I thought everyone should know. Um, the other thing uh, beyond Baptiste uh, getting in the live game, which is super fun, by the way, great character, uh, is a tweet by Nate Denzer, the commissioner, who, who announced uh, through a tweet that next year the teams will be playing from their cities oh meaning he didn't give a lot of details but like the london team is going to be playing in london the paris team is going to be playing in paris etc etc the korean teams are going to be playing in korea um it's it's super exciting because it means i don't know exactly how it's going to work but it means that potentially you could go see the team your team play in your city uh when they do so i wonder if they're going to have like locations for every team in every city it's in it seems really ambitious but maybe they can rent places i don't know it's the um, f- future it's... of cloud computing just kidding no here's what they'll do like china uh would come or, or let's say boston would fly to france and play france in france and then later in the tournament the other way around may happen right that's the idea just... no i don't think so they oh. will play on now online oh they are gonna, gonna play online the- can you can you imagine they they would need to move the teams like every week to a different city at least? Yeah. It I don't think it would work. But I think they're got, gonna play online. Like and K- then for the playoffs, you got then K- for the playoffs maybe or the end of the season they would uh, fly people the teams that are participating in in LA. I just think yes. esports like lag, latency, and KPM all those issues are people will freak out about that if it's just online. I know. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe they're going to make sure they have, uh, you know, the kind of connection that is close enough to the backbone. And they have very strong relationships with uh, uh, big service providers for the Internet because of the way their service works already. So maybe they have a deal there. If you're really on the backbone, it does, you know, it's possible to get sub 20 millisecond connections to the other side of the world or even less. Yeah, that's um, true. That's but, true. Yeah. Yeah. I, especially in the teams inside the States, probably be fine. I don't, I'm curious about this now, though. We'll see how it goes, I guess. But I have some I have some interest in that. Uh, Hearthstone. Everyone's waiting for Rise of the Shadows next month. And and what else, Garrett? Anything cool happen since we last uh, talked? Really, it's just card reveal season. Um, so nothing new since we talked last week uh, other than cards. And there's some really freaking cool ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, are they? I mean, they're blowing your mind, kind of cool. Or are they like, oh, these are oh, cool. One of them, the shaman, are getting a legendary that you play her, and then you you get another five five minion added to your hand, and you get to discover two spells to add onto it that cast when you play that minion. And one of them, you get the target, and ah, it's just cool. I've never seen a card like it in the game before. Oh, nice. Well, all right, they got some stuff going on there. Also, Heroes of the Storm will no longer sell loot boxes for real money. Uh, most of us are seeing this as a good thing. Uh, they they basically just copied the the Overwatch plan back in the day. This is them pulling back from that and saying, "Hey, what if you just could get loot boxes by earning them through levels and or spending in-game currency on them, but no more real money loot boxes?" And I, for one, think that's a great idea. So there is a huge update coming to Heroes on Tuesday. Yeah, gigantic. So much. Yeah, so much. The in one this patch. with the, the role changes and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, role changes, which is honestly pretty placebo in my mind. Like it's just different I, monikers. It's I like it. I like it because yeah, it's not really going to change the game fundamentally. But I do like that I can categorize certain characters again in ways that make me. I don't know. Like it's weird. I'm hesitant to play, say, Nazebo right now, but only because I feel like nobody wants any specialists right now. And the minute he becomes DPS assassin or whatever, suddenly he becomes viable again in a weird way. You're right, it's placebo, though. It's all in my head. It's placebo, because he's already a high-damage character if you you know, if you know play him right. Right. Um, Does the roll queue already select an actual healer? Or if you go in as a support, you might get, you know, I don't know, someone who's not actually healing. So the, the roll select is, again, placebo. It's it's more of you broadcasting what you would like to play, but it doesn't have any bearing on you what you can select. Yeah. I can I can show that I would like to play support and then play a tank. There's nothing stopping me. Right. Right, but I guess you're if I guess for some people it will. Yeah, they're they, 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 they encourage If you're being that, an ass sure. and saying I want to play support and no one plays support and you're playing a DPS, people are I don't know. <laughs> well, it may not be your tank. fault. The dude who marked tank may have picked a support and you're like, "Well, shit, now we need a tank." Yeah. Like, no, right, right. I I understand, but yeah, I don't know. I guess there people might yeah. It, it I mean, that's weird that, for that, people that, to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the most minor thing happening in this update. Like they are, they are combining both ranked modes. Team League and Hero League are getting squished into one way to play ranked, uh, which is which the game needs because there are population issues in Heroes of the Storm right now. Yeah, and they're also doing a Chromy rework, which is just bananas. And I think it's amazing. And yeah, I'm very excited to see what's going to happen with Chromy. Uh, after also, as well. uh, Lucio getting a huge. He's totally different after his rework. I don't know. Lucio's is very weird. Yeah, it's I don't very know how strange. I feel about Lucio's rework. Yeah. It, it seems kind of clunky to me. Very weird. But I'll tell you what, I'm having more fun in Heroes of the Storm right now than I have for a very long time. So, so take that for whatever that is. 
Uh, yeah. That um, and I, I have one last, uh, I have a PSA for a different game that we didn't mention here. Oh, go for it. What? What do you got? Uh, Starcraft 2, the first season of GSL, the the greatest esports tournament of all time, uh, <laughs> has started up for 2019. Yeah. And half of the roster are players that have been playing since Wings of Liberty, and it's blowing my mind, and I'm totally all in on StarCraft Esports again. Yeah, it's also um, doing nicely in Twitch views and some other stuff's going on with it, so it's nice to see it get yep, a little bit of a bump. And this happened a while ago, but it's not on GOM TV anymore, which means all of it is on YouTube for free in 1080p, and it's amazing. Wow. Well, that's a, high, that's a hard sell you just gave. I think I'm buying. Go watch, uh, go watch GSL. Okay, GSL. Find it, catch it, live it, be it. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> All right, time for a quick email from a listener. This came to us at the instance at gmail.com. You can also leave us voicemails, by the way. 801 471 is the number. That's 801 this came to us via the email address, and it's from Andy, and it says, Love the show. Been listening for years. I was just watching the Overwatch League on Twitch, and they advertised that Stage 1 Finals are going to be broadcast on ABC, which is owned by Disney. It then occurred to me that Blizzard has, uh, some, say may, uh, some may say regrettably, partnered with NetEase to make a Diablo mobile game. What would you think about Blizzard partnering with Disney to make Blizzard World a reality? Or maybe even a Blizzard World section of the Disneyland Park in Anaheim. Uh, could be California Adventure, too, for that matter. Anyway, I uh, think there would be good synergies there. I mean, I'd wait 30 minutes to ride the Hellscream or buy a Blight Bar at Sa- Snacks Ramus. Cheers, Andy <laughs> W. Uh, I mean, Boy, this is a roller coaster of a journey uh, Andy took us on here. That, that is some, those are some leaps, sir. Yeah. Those are some leaps. Big, big leaps. Big jumps. Um, I would love it. Obviously, like, of course, I love a good trip to Disneyland or world and I'd like a I like cool stuff. Blizzard World or something like it would be really cool. Um, and it could be said that Blizzard and Disney are a lot alike in terms of their appeal uh, to, to, to players and kind of broader audiences than some more niche game companies. So there's some synergy there, but I don't think there's any chance of this. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it'd be really cool, but I just don't think it'll... I don't think it'll happen. I think you're going to end up in Asia. If they were going to do it, they would do it right now when uh, the public opinion of Blizzard isn't at its highest, much like the way that they released the Warcraft movie far too late after Warcraft Fever. Yeah. Well, not only that, but then the the film business is so not the games business, and there was so much studio poking in that thing. And by all accounts, that was a really hard process, and nobody had fun making that or doing that. And so I don't know that they would want to get into this either. However, I don't think it's all that unusual to maybe think about something happening in Asia first. There's already knockoff parks that are totally WoW ripoffs, or I should say Blizzard ripoffs. But Is that one still up? Is that place still running? <laughs> I think it's still up, yeah. I mean, I don't know how, you know, who knows what kind of traffic they get or what that thing is anymore. But but I could see Blizzard partnering with somebody in China or somebody in uh, Korea or whatever and ending up with something before we'd see it here. That wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. Because over there, they're it's almost like a religion. Say what, Patrick? I wonder if there's enough uh, of a critical mass of people who would know what Snacks Ramus is or <laughs> the Hell Scream or, you know, that kind of thing right. for 
there are like dozens of millions of people who played World of Warcraft, probably more. But in order to be excited about uh, a Blizzard World, you have to be like you have to be Marvel Cinematic Universe levels of uh, popularity, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't know that there's an for maybe there is maybe I'm wrong and there are enough Blizzard gamers to to do that, but I wouldn't be certain. Yeah, I don't know. There's a petition on petition.org <laughs> for for this to happen. Um, there's a petition for everything, so don't take that with a grain of salt. But you know, there's always people talking about this. I don't think it's all that unusual. Oh, I tried to put. Yeah, it would be cool for sure. I tried to put a link in the chat. I guess I've been blocked from doing that by Jeannie, who has been clamp <laughs> clamping down because we got we got kind of troll bomb the other day, so I can't put it in there. But if you guys go look up uh, Joyland, uh, this is the one that Garrett brought up or that I brought up and Garrett confirmed it's the total brazenly fake ripoff Warcraft theme park. And it's still there and worth looking at. Um, hey, hey, there's some StarCraft stuff in there. Yeah, there is. There's also Transformers stuff there, which is weird. It's the uh, most just bananas, <laughs> like, knockoff you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, kind of hilarious. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think the common awareness of blizzard properties is high enough for its own park i think they could do a, a, a section of a park for sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i mean there's still rumors flying that we're going to be getting a nintendo section in universal's islands of adventure in this uh, here in florida at some point um, that i could totally see like that that would make sense to me yeah. um from you yeah, know, it's, it's, it's own park though man yeah i don't know where universal is is more likely to happen because disney they do with their own properties which they don't have to clear with anyone else they keep all the money like if you bring well, not Blizzard always in, they, they had the star wars license for a long time before they actually own star wars yeah okay that's true. yeah that's fair blizzard is so obsessive about the way they licensed stuff though it would be like micromanaged at every level it that's i think why the movie took so long to come out um so i'm not sure how it would work with a with a, a in the case of a park yeah yeah I, you're exactly bottom line exactly i think it's unlikely to happen mm. yeah yeah I, I would certainly love it and would go constantly and hopefully would end up in florida where all parks go and i would have an annual pass and i would go with my <laughs> war paint on and have a great time but yeah, yeah you're, i think you're hitting the nail on the head patrick i think it would just be way too much work for the park to deal with the license than it would be worth for the draw um because you're like oh well, they had too much creative control i mean that happened with the harry potter parks uh, oh, like right. rowling had a lot of very specific input on it but I love Blizzard more than most <laughs> fictions in this world, but I am not going to look anyone straight in the face and say, oh, come on, Blizzard has more pull than Harry Potter. No, they don't. <laughs> you know, I, I won't say it. I'll get in trouble. I was going to make a Harry Potter joke about how controlling she was of the park, but I won't. I'm not going to No, if she keeps making uh, movies to the quality of the second Fantastic Beasts, it, it may degrade. Yeah, but... it may get worse. I mean, I don't know how much, well, whatever. She has a lot of control in those movies, but... <laughs> she's making everybody, you know, she's just, she's making all her fans mad because she keeps telling them uh, about all these uh, gay people <laughs> that are, or people, or that uh, people in Hogwarts poop their pants and then, and then uh, send it somewhere. <laughs> just keep giving us little extra notes in tweets instead of in the book themselves. Yeah. Which, yeah. It annoys me a little bit too. Yeah. It's like, but, uh, you know, Hagrid and a dragon totally did it and had a baby dragon together <laughs> Like, whoa, you know, what are you at, doing? At this point, you can say what you actually are talking about. I, I probably think, could, know? but she's she's a little 
there's a little scrutiny right now about from fans anyway. I don't I mean, know. At a certain point, it's it's her creation. She could do whatever the hell she wants with it. That's right? true. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I mean, the same could be said for Blizzard and all that stuff. But and, if you're asking me, so on and so forth. If you're asking me, do I want a, a theme park where at least in part there's there are Blizzard attractions? The answer is yes. Andy, uh, will it happen anytime soon or in the way you're thinking? Probably not. But I would never lose hope in such an idea. Thanks for your email. You can send your emails into us at theinstance at gmail.com. And again, voicemails 801-471-0462. Before we get out of here, uh, Garrett there over at amove.tv, plenty of stuff happening. Anything in particular you want people to catch this week? Oh, well, there's always a lot of Hearthstone talk, especially during expansion announcements over on the Angry Chicken. We're into the Nexus is still going strong if you want some Heroes of the Storm. But the newest show to join the network is uh, Enter the Apex, where Kyle and I talk about Apex Legends. Uh, the game that uh, has way more fun heroes than ba- Baptiste. <laughs> oh, man. That is hardcore. I was going to compliment you on uh, something, and now I'm not. There you go. Well, they got uh, they just got their Junkrat-looking Borderlands character, uh, Octane. He's cool. <laughs> yeah, Junkrat's yeah, Borderlands character is uh, really fun, Yeah, yeah I, as it turns out. Keep hearing that. Uh, so like using his health to to run faster you think that's cooler than and uh, like a a a dude sending grenades and and mines (laughs) and actual tires that explode in your face i'll tell you what what would gul'dan say gul'dan loves this guy because anybody who sacrifices something with his life with lifeblood and pit points (laughs) has got to be a cool dude for uh, in his book so yeah, I, he That's seems true. interesting to me, but I haven't played him yet. I'll have to get in there and see what's up. He's I think very fun. I think Baptiste is awesome. So I say, F all y'all. Baptiste is great. So <laughs> he's a cool the character. Saying actually F- flicking the camera off. Right. Oh. I think it's you're just saying F Garrett. Uh, he's the only one who is saying give. <laughs> all right. F- oh, come on. I have F- If you like Overwatch, man, go for it. Have a great time. I'm just more interested in playing about it. No, right I'm now. on the internet. I have to take everything literally and be upset about it. That's right. <laughs> Well, if you want to hear Patrick do that more, frenchspin.tv or frenchspin.com, rather. Uh, And uh, lots of great shows over there, Patrick. Anything in particular? I know I'm really enjoying uh, our monthly get-together where we talk about all things games. And with all this cloud computing stuff, I'm guessing there are multiple ways to hear Patrick's take on those things. Yeah, I mean, the MVGB is for more casual gamers. It's uh, It's on Tom Merritt's network, kind of. Uh, so MVGB is that uh, for more casual people. If you want to hear me talk about Sekiro uh, and have you heard about Baba Is You? Yeah, I have. I've I've been this close to buying it every couple of days. I just look at it and go, ooh, kind of want to get it. But then I don't. And then I keep hearing how great it is. So maybe I just should. Is that what you're saying? I should get it? I think if you have any kind of uh, enjoyment, if you get any kind of enjoyment out of uh, fun, weird, mind-expanding puzzle games, then yes, you should okay. probably get it. Right. This is the, the first I'm hearing of this. It's supposed to be really, oh, really? Cool. Yeah. weird. That thing's been it like a top strange. 10 or top 5 Steam charts for a couple of weeks now. It's impressive. It's- yeah, it's it's a game that isn't going to, you know, be remembered for the ages. But there's a little bit of I, the the best comparison I have, which I did in uh, Pixels, by the way, is the name of the show I talk about those games in. Uh, just go to your podcast app, search for Pixels, and you'll find the wonderful pink logo. Um, it, it's kind of a little bit very different in the graphics department, but in the mind blowiness of some of the things, it's a little bit like um, uh, uh, Portal, 
which mm. is high praise. It's not as good as a game Ooh. as Portal, but some of the solutions to, to the things you 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 have to solve are like, oh my god, I never would have thought that I could think about this, and then I did, and I feel like the best person in the world, and this is awesome. Yeah, and it's like it's not just solving a puzzle; it's like breaking the game in a clever way and very interesting. So yeah. anyway. Well, I'm yeah, Pixels. I talk about Baba is You uh, quite a bit in the latest one. Oh, very nice. So check that out. Did you also talk a little bit about your, what's that French service that you tried? It's like a... Shadow? Shadow, yeah. I want to hear your th thoughts on Shadow. I'm sure we get a lot of that as well, right? Yeah. I mean, in the next episode, because this one uh, was recorded before the announcement uh, of uh, Stadia. Right. So the next one, I'll talk about Stadia. But uh, yeah, that is... That is really uh, uh, interesting and much more industry-defining moment. I completely agree. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, real quick here, don't forget the instance.net is where you can now support us with the instance loot subscription. Super simple. Just head on over to the instance.net, and it's right there, right in front of your face. Do it on mobile or desktop. doesn't matter. Uh, come in for a buck or come in for more for higher uh, stuff. It's all detailed there. You know exactly what you get and when you're going to get it. And uh, we'd love your support and appreciate everyone. We've already got some in there. I've noticed that we're here live. We appreciate those. Uh, so do check that out uh, for more details. I guess listen to the top of the show today because I talked about it more at length. Theinstance.net. Uh, what else? Instant show on Twitter. Not Patrick. Garrett Art. Scott Johnson. More shows like this at frogpants.com. Shout out to Terpster for hanging out with my daughter at uh, GDC and uh, saying hi to her. That was super sweet of him and nice to have somebody looking out for my kids when they're in California. It's uh, going to do it for us, for me, for all of you, and for these chuckleheads. We'll see you next time. Missing portals cause controversy and creative call-outs. It's the Early Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. Any change to the world of Azeroth is bound to have detractors. Sometimes the alterations lead to a furious backlash, but in the case of the new portal consolidation, the response has been of a more subtle and subversive nature on both sides of the conflict. ODN decided to investigate these responses. I first used a stealth drone to observe the portal room in Stormwind. What was curious to me is what I found on several walls where there were no active portals. One wall had Gilneas etched in calligraphy, along with a cryptic platform nine and three quarters. Another was lit softly with wisp light, had a banner labeled Remember, and was strewn with flowers, top hats, and oddly what looked like a single pair of orcish shoulder pads. Saddened, I withdrew the drone and headed to Orgrimmar. In the Horde portal room, I found more creative work. On one bare wall was scrawled, Stoneard closed due to slee stacks. Another had a small door drawn by the floor with pretty elvish lettering above saying Malkovich. But the final wall was the angriest. It had the words triumph written in blue and huge success written in orange. Both phrases, however, were almost covered by a sloppy circle of red paint with a diagonal line slashed across the words. I finished the day by trying to buy a piece of cake advertised at a bakery in the drag, only to be told they had sold out. Lesson of the day, there are many ways to be disappointed in Azeroth. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at FrogPants.com.